Joseph Wagner built his house on more than two acres of land in Burrville nearly 20 years ago. He knew two natural gas pipelines ran under the land. They're marked yeah, with yellow painted pipes that stick out from the ground where Wagner's property meets the road. Right now we are about uh, 20 feet from the pipeline. As you can see, it's a beautiful day. Um, you can't hear any noise from it. Wagner's yard is a long, narrow, and grassy corridor buffered on each side by trees. He says all you can hear is... The wind. That's the other thing. The wind coming up this, the pipeline, it goes east to west, and it's just beautiful out here. Wagner has a good relationship with Spectra Energy, the Houston-based company that owns and operates the pipelines, and that's why he welcomes the latest proposal from a different company, Invenergy, to build a new natural gas-fired power plant in Burrillville. The town itself is going to gain tax revenue from that operation, and that's all I'm looking at. It's like anything else, keep the taxes as low as you can, because, you know, the economy is still weak. Governor Gina Raimondo also supports the project called the Clear River Energy Center. She stood by Invenergy company officials when they announced their proposal at a press conference over the summer. The governor thanked the company for choosing to do business in Rhode Island. Uh, And you should know that we're going to make sure that you're successful here. And this project is going to create several hundred jobs right away in the couple of years of construction. And create between 25 to 30 permanent jobs. Ramundo says this project will help families and businesses thrive in Rhode Island by lowering energy prices and making them predictable. We have a, a problem today. Our prices are too high. Supply is too low, and and we have climate change reality. So this project is w- one piece of the puzzle. And it's a piece of the puzzle Invenergy is willing to pay for, including the cost of expanding a pipeline to keep gas flowing into the plant, even in the winter. That's important to note, according to Peter Shattuck. He's with the environmental advocacy organization, the Acadia Center. If companies like this are stepping forward and saying we can take care of our own business, there's less of an argument for shifting the risk, for shifting the cost to consumers, which a number of states have proposed in order to publicly subsidize additional pipelines into the region. The high cost of electricity has prompted New England governors to offer up their own proposal to subsidize the expansion of natural gas pipelines in the region. Right now, about half of New England's electricity is produced by burning natural gas. From a climate perspective, Shattuck says the shift from oil and coal to gas has reduced greenhouse gas emissions. But that only goes so far. As we deepen our reliance on natural gas, we could be foreclosing opportunities to leapfrog ahead with clean energy technologies that can also meet our energy needs. By clean energy, Shattuck means wind, solar, and hydropower. That's the kind of clean energy technology some residents in Burville would prefer. More than 50 of them recently packed a town hall meeting to oppose the power plant proposal. Well, I have a message for energy. Go solar or go home. But the town manager and council members said they have no say over the power plant proposal. So if you, gam- if you say the word gambling in this state, Newport and Lincoln get to vote on that in every single election. Why don't we get to vote on expanding... Well, you're our representatives. Why aren't, why aren't these people saying this? Residents are unsettled by the fact that the town knows so little about the project, yet it's won the governor's endorsement before the company files a permit application and before the state reviews the project. 
John Nyland with Invenergy, says it's standard for these types of projects to secure political support in the early stages. There have been projects that I've been involved in where, you know, if, if the town or, or the state, if they don't want it, then, you know, why, why bother? Nyland is Invenergy's Director of Business Development. He points out the state will vet the project and hold public hearings in Providence and Burrowville. We'll conduct an open house, you know, where we'll invite the residents to come in and we'll have all our experts there and provide answers to questions. You know, you'll, the public will be able to have really a one-on-one conversation, you know, with the folks that we'll bring to that um, open house and, and hopefully, you know, address uh, those questions. And some Burrowville residents do question this project, which would create the largest power plant in the state. One of their concerns is pollution from hydraulic fracturing, the process used to extract natural gas. There's no fracking in Rhode Island, but the gas to fuel this power plant would come from fracking. What we do know is that natural gas is not this wonderful thing that's just clean. Burrowville resident Jan Luby thinks fracking is wasteful because it requires billions of gallons of water. The fracked wastewater then has to be injected into deep wells for permanent storage. Luby's also concerned about methane, a powerful greenhouse gas that escapes during fracking and leaks from pipes that carry natural gas. If there was oil leaking into the river or onto the ground and people saw it, they'd be upset about it. But they don't see it, so it just is this like oil leak in the sky. It's just there, only it's destroying the atmosphere. So, And hence there are all our climate problems. The proposed power plant is receiving wide support from labor unions, but resident David Bolander doesn't think most of those jobs will go to Burville residents. This isn't going to help this community thrive. You know, if it was going to bring in a thousand jobs, yay us. You know, a better tax base, something to chomp on. But we've got nothing. People are, are getting out and our property values tanked in the last 10 years. How, how much lower can our house values go at this point? Are we going to remain a small rural town or are we going to be the capital of power plants in Rhode Island? Kathy Sherman also opposes the power plant. For nearly 30 years, she's lived across the street from Spectra Energy's Burville facility, where the new power plant would be located. Noise was never an issue, but now that Spectra has upgrades underway... The noise from the compressor station alone, it sounds like there's jet planes landing and taking off over there. If you stand at the end of Sherman's driveway, she's right. The noise fluctuates up and down, and when it's up, it sounds like an airport in the distance. Spectra Energy says the facility complies with the federal government. Maximum noise levels are set at 55 decibels, which should sound about as loud as an average dishwasher. Still, Sherman wonders, if the upgrades at Spectra are supposed to be a small project, then what's it going to be like with a 900-megawatt power plant across the street? Ambar Espinosa, Rhode Island Public Radio. Major funding for Rhode Island Public Radio's One Square Mile is made possible by the Rhode Island Foundation, promoting the economic security of all Rhode Islanders by investing in the business environment and workforce development through grants, capacity building, and advocacy. The Rhode Island Foundation, helping our state reach its true potential. Details at rhodeislandfoundation.org.